0: This week in Baby Quest, do you think there's too much singing on this podcast for like a podcast about child mortality? No. And grief?
1: No. Okay. What's your yeah. name? What? How are you? What's your name?
0: My, my name is Mike. My...
1: <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm okay. What <laughs> uh, have you been up to?
1: Growing a baby! How's that going? Uh, Good. She's kicking or moving lots. Mm. She likes to sucker punch me. Mm-hmm. I kind of describe this stage as like... You really only feel the big movements, so you, like, feel nothing, and then all of a sudden it's like, wham, and you're like, oh, God, hi, where did you come from? That's cool. Yeah.
0: I want to talk about what we did all week, which was watch season four of The Crown.
1: Yeah, we did. Now I'm so That's sad we that we don't have any more Crown to watch. We always do this every season. We, like, binge it. hmm And watch it all in a week, and then I get to the end, and I'm like, but now there's no more. (laughs) And I'm just sad.
0: The problem is that it's the only good TV show.
1: I mean, between that and Great British Bake Off, yeah, if I could just have, like, that.
0: Yeah, there used to be Terrace House, but that's over.
1: I know, now they don't do Terrace House.
0: (laughs) Okay, everybody listening, here's what you do. You've got (laughs) great, I have great, great news for you. (laughs) you do have a lot of terrace house to watch yes it's mostly on netflix you
1: got a lot of back episodes the
0: first original season uh was not on netflix but
1: you... it's not that great so it's okay
0: what with te are you kidding me
1: oh that's true
0: are you kidding me te house
1: sorry i forgot
0: no the first season is great too uh it's like 100 episodes or something
1: it's a lot like you have a lot of content
0: yeah, Terrace House. If it, you need terrace... a show
1: to get into that you are gonna mm-hmm. have a lot of content to watch this winter, Terrace House is definitely the show.
0: The so it's not it's not Terrorist House,
1: which probably does sound like what we're saying.
0: It anytime I've ever told anyone about the show, they're like, "Oh, Terrorist House, that's weird," <laughs> and I'm like, "No, it's not weird. It's Terrace." Like a a part of a house. Yeah,
1: like a patio or balcony.
0: And it's like, no, it's not weird. It's a Japanese reality TV show that's not a competition. And it's extremely pastoral. And it's six people, just young, six young, sexy people just living (laughs) together, trying to make their way in the world, going to work, going Mm. to school, whatever.
1: Trying to find love.
0: Sometimes trying to find love, sometimes not trying to find love. A lot of them trying to find uh, advancement in their modeling careers or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of model, actress, sports.
0: But it's just they live in a house and they leave the house and go to work and stuff. And there's no, there's not a contest. There's no prize or competition. It, They just
1: stay as long as you want. They
0: they leave the show when they feel like they're done and someone new comes in and (laughs) steps in in their place. Yeah. And it's very wholesome, it's it's very relaxing, it's a wonderful show.
1: And as people from North America watching this show, mm-hmm. I didn't know that I would ever scream at a TV and say, just hold her hand already! In mm-hmm. like...
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes there is dating on the show. And... And it is something else. They,
1: it yeah. It is something to behold. Yeah.
0: it's just it's a really magical show and
1: really like opens your eyes to the way that north americans date and how like weird it is in comparison to the way other countries date
0: well so are we
1: weird (laughs) or are they weird i don't know just like the comparison you're like wow there are stark contrasts
0: yeah (laughs) different (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's what's it's oh my god! It's such a good show, though. It's it's so great and beautiful. Is that
1: gonna be our next podcast?
0: Terrace House recap. Yeah, <laughs> of all the old episodes, I guess <laughs> we could. It's weird because we have already watched them all.
1: <laughs> Watch them again.
0: So the problem with Terrace House <laughs> is that it's this beautiful, wholesome, heartwarming, <laughs> frustrating, absolutely wild show. Like there's, there's. Oh well, so we described the the part of the show where it's the people living in the house. But then there's another part of the show that is, like, equally important where about three times per episode, they cut to a studio of, uh, like, commentators who will yes. comment these, on what they've just watched.
1: These are, like, Japanese comedians and entertainers. Yeah, like, who a, all panel, a
0: panel of six regular Japanese...
1: Pretty, like, well-known in Japan probably like people in japan know who these people are and they just comment about what you've just watched
0: (laughs) and their reactions to it and it's and they're so funny and good (laughs) and everybody is so good on there it's like the people in the house are your best friends and then the people in the studio are also your best friends and it's all just great and they all and they like sit on the floor to watch it and it's oh my god it's so good
1: no, only the boys sit on the floor. Yeah,
0: that's true. On the in the studio, only the guys ever sit on the floor.
1: The girls all sit on the couch.
0: Yeah. Don't know what that's about, but it's know. great. <laughs> um, but circling back, this it is relevant to our show about death because uh extremely sadly in the most recent season, mm-hmm. like the one that was being filmed this past year and, yeah, well, and it released was like half of the season i guess is is on netflix in north america.
1: Yeah, it stopped in like january this year.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe. I think? Yeah, one of the people on the show was cyberbullied so bad. She This is I'm sorry. This is a trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Uh content warning for self-harm coming up in the next for 30 seconds or so. Um but yeah she was cyberbullied extremely badly apparently just by viewers of the show for some reason and she killed herself and yeah. the show ended and probably will never come back.
1: And it that happened around the same time as covid so they were already trying to figure out how they were going to handle filming during covid. And then this happened, and then it just, like, shut the whole production down. Like, it just...
0: Well, yeah. Like... And it was extremely sad. She was, like, this really wonderful person. Yes. And, uh, and, like, super... She was, like, 21 years old and a professional wrestler in Japan. Yeah. And, like, so super cool and stuff. Anyway, extremely tragic. Very, very sad. But there is still a lot of... (laughs) Don't let that take away from the rest of Terror's House. (laughs)
1: Because it's so good.
0: So Terrace House was the one was one of three good shows, and it doesn't exist anymore. So there's now there's only two left, and that is The Crown on Netflix, which is about the Queen and her hat, and it's very good. And also Great British Bake Off, which we just watched. We haven't watched the current season yet. There is a yet, current season, yeah. But we just caught up on all the like the previous three, I think, with the yeah. new the new cast, the new host, the new
1: host and judge
0: cuz when Sue and Mel and Mary Berry uh, left the show we were, we were we were like nope
1: we were devastated done. and we were like can't
0: be a bake off anymore it's over that's
1: it great british bake-off we can't we are not friends anymore
0: whatever this becomes next it's not gonna be the same and i'm not here for it and i'm gonna be a big baby babe. yeah
1: basically that was us uh and, and then
0: we- like so three years later we're like oh maybe we should check out the newer ones and we're like oh okay this is also amazing <laughs>
1: <This> <laughs> and then we like, just like, like binged great british bake-off for like two weeks
0: yeah and those are literally the only shows i watch yeah you watch some other terrible shows but i that's all i watch
1: I watch Grey's Anatomy Ugh. which I'm struggling with this year because obviously or maybe not obviously, I don't know. Anyways, COVID is a very is like the central plot point right now. And I just I'm struggling with like you know, we're living with COVID. We don't need, you know, you go for to TV to get an escape. You don't need to be reminded of COVID. While watching Grace Anatomy.
0: Well, that's like, that's like me working at a hospital and it's like, <laughs> I see all these surgeons saving lives and stuff and I'm like, that's me. I don't need to watch that on TV. I see that day in, day out, 24-7. That's my life on the screen.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Just me being a surgeon and super smart and, and sexy and, and all kinds of sexual stuff.
1: Having sex in supply closets. Yeah, that's what you do at Every work? Every day. Hmm. You need to get a new job.
0: No. Well, I'm trying to make podcasting a job, but it still just loses money it's like crazy <laughs> it's, all the time.
1: It's just a hobby.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. So those are, those are TV shows. That those we, are the things we've been doing. This oh, year. wait. Mandalorian. Bad oh, show. See. Watch the whole first season. Not great.
1: It wasn't great.
0: I love Star Wars. I think we've talked about Mandalorian because we did, of Baby Yoda. Because of
1: Baby Yoda. And our fear that Baby Yoda was going to die. Yeah,
0: it's, it's intense. Mandalorian season two is out. I watched. I was like, you maybe. The first episode, I bet right? they've learned lessons from the first season, where it's like we, we. It would be nice to have like a big story, not some like planet of the week nonsense, and where nothing like relates week to week really. Right. And I started watching the first episode of the first season.
1: Well, the second season.
0: Pardon me. The second season, and he rolls up into town. And it's literally a Western, like, the whole series is, like, a a, an homage to old Western serials. And it's like, okay, fine.
1: See, then, and then I feel like you should like that. And then... You studied Westerns.
0: Yeah. And the, the first episode <laughs> of Second Season, very, very, very literally a Western.
1: Mm.
0: Like, he walks into town, and there's, like, a sheriff, and he's like, who are you, the new guy in town? And he's like, my name is Mandalorian. And the sheriff's are like, "Well, we've got a problem. We need your help with to solve this week because there's a big monster attacking <laughs> this town." And Mandalorian's like, "Well, I'm pretty busy, but okay." And it's I literally turned he, it off halfway through the episode. Does he
1: do that thing with his gun where he like, whoosh, where he like whips it around?
0: I'm probably near the end of the episode.
1: Man, that'd be cool. Just him doing that with like his weird like laser pistol thing Mm -hmm. not that it's cool when you do it with a real gun i just think it would be a funny like thing to do with your like weird space gun Hmm. it's called a blaster anyway not the point so thank you for listening oh (laughs) surprisingly enough this podcast is not about us recapping i thought it was tv shows it could be we could change it we've talked
0: about the only good two tv shows already so I hope that this whole series, this whole podcast is not about TV because there's only two. Right. We wanted to talk about baby stuff.
1: (laughs) Surprisingly. So I had the anatomy scan. 20 week. On Monday. Yep. 20 week scan on Monday. It's now currently Saturday. Man, those are long ultrasounds. Lying on your back for an hour, like not moving with an ultrasound tech who... Very nice, and I've had her before, but, like, you know, ultrasound techs kind of, their faces are a little, like, stone cold. Like, you don't, you can't really, like, read much into what they're thinking.
0: I mean, it would be bad <coughs> if they were sitting there doing I know, the and, like, and, like, ooh, bleh, <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> Never seen one of those. <laughs> So they they do have to kind of put on poker face. Yes,
1: I agree. But like, you know, it just adds to the stress and anxiety. And you're lying there for a long time and like Mike's not there. So we can't even like talk about like, oh, look what she's doing. And like, oh my gosh, do you see that? Her hand is by her face. And like, you know, so you've got nothing. You're just like lying there. Uncomfortable with goo all over your belly (laughs) and you have to pee and like all you know all the things but it the ultrasound went great as of right now everything looks fine yeah they still haven't detected a heart defect yeah now we have another ultrasound on tuesday
0: we got the fetal echocardiogram coming up
1: yeah so that's an ultrasound specifically on her heart and they they like do, that's all they look at is her heart. And then a cardiologist from ChiO, which is the Children's Hospital in Ottawa. Of uh, uh,
0: Eastern Ontario.
1: Sorry. But it's in Ottawa. In Ottawa. Yeah. They review all the images like right then and there and then bring you in and...
0: CHEOEO. Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario in Ottawa.
1: <laughs> right. So the cardiologist or I guess the pediatric cardiologist, reviews all the images, brings you in and like discusses what they see. Which we've done before. We did it with Eliza. We Mm -hmm. like, I know what to expect.
0: I'm very excited to get those results.
1: Yeah. I am a little more... I don't even know if nervous is like the right word. But I guess I like don't know what to expect. Yeah. Because with Eliza, we had like... I mean, like we've said before, at 12 weeks, they were already detecting a heart defect. And by the time we went for our fetal echocardiogram with her, we knew she had a hole in her heart and that they suspected her aortic arch was narrow. Like, we knew all that. So basically, her fetal echocardiogram was just to confirm all that Mm -hmm. for us to meet with the team at CHEO and then we got to tour the NICU and see what, like, the NICU w- looked like and what, and kind of had, like, what her birth was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of walked us through what that would look like the day she was born. And then the, like, month after she was born, what it would look like.
0: Which, the way that Chio and the auto hospital are laid out. They're
1: they connected. Are,
0: they are connected. They're connected via... The University of Ottawa, though, and so I'm very familiar with this. Working at the hospital,
1: yeah, you just like walk through and
0: yeah, but you you <laughs> like never... end up
1: you end up walking through like
0: you end up walking through the University of Ottawa and like atrium,
1: yeah, and some like hallways baby, and with a baby past some classrooms, court. and yes, yeah, yes. What would have happened is Eliza would have been born, put in an incubator. Mike would have followed her with the transport team and they would have walked her through like the hospital plus the University of Ottawa into Chio and just like through a hallway, like past classrooms. Yeah. Like you just walk past classrooms. And Mike, (laughs) when we like realized this, that there's no like back way, like staff only, you know, sort of situation. You're like, this is really weird that they're just going to walk a baby in an incubator down a hallway past classrooms with, like, st- like nursing students.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I guess they do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen them do it because I don't...
1: I mean, I mean, you're not in that hallway every day.
0: I wander around there sometimes, but it's not my hangout. And I didn't go to University of Ottawa Medical School or anything like that. Right. <laughs> I went to Carleton University, fight me, you, uh, U, U of of O. UO.
1: You also didn't go for anything I didn't, medical.
0: I didn't go to Carleton University Medical School either. <laughs> because I don't think that exists, and also I'm not a medicine.
1: Yeah, so I guess I'm just like a little more like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Like, I don't know what they're going to tell me. Yeah. And the fact that I have to do the appointment alone is also a little like, eh.
0: Yeah, I don't love that. <laughs> I this is one that i would really like to be there for right? yeah
1: i don't love that i could be getting important medical information and you're just not there yeah <laughs> like that that seems weird to me but whatever yeah so that's what's coming up
0: maybe the vaccine will be out by wednesday and it'll be fine
1: well, the appointment's on Tuesday. So. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <Nuts>. <laughs>
0: That's
1: not going to work.
0: Oh, well, I heard the vaccine's coming Wednesday morning. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: so last week, we talked about Pale. Yeah. Pregnancy after infant loss. Yeah. And I think I talked about my stuff more. Yeah. Then Leah ended up talking about her actual (laughs) pregnancy after infant loss. I talked about my pregnancy quite a bit. Um, And what made me think of this is that I reinstalled Instagram to promote (laughs) myself briefly last night. And I saw Leah did a big Instagram post all about her pale feelings. And I was was... like, oh, we should (laughs) have... We could have talked about this, probably, and I probably just talked about me a lot.
1: I mean, I don't think I was having, I had, like, formed all these thoughts Okay. last week. Also, these thoughts all came while I was sitting waiting to get my tires changed, so, you know.
0: Yeah, late.
1: When you're given an opportunity to just sit and not have anything else to do, sometimes thoughts just come to you. So I was thinking that, like, pregnancy after loss is kind of similar to grief in that, like, it doesn't get... Easier. I wouldn't say like, oh, it's easier now than it was in the very beginning. It's just different. Like it just changes. So in the beginning, when I first got pregnant, I had like very intense, maybe slightly irrational, maybe slightly rational, who knows? Uh, fears of having a miscarriage. And like, I wasn't really prepared. How could you have a miscarriage? Only
0: one in four pregnancies are miscarriages.
1: <laughs> yes. I wasn't really...
0: It's so unlikely. <laughs>
1: I wasn't really prepared for that feeling. Like I went into, before I was pregnant, I went into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to be worried, you know, once we get near the 29-week zone. That's when my like anxiety is going to start. I didn't really think I would have anxiety before that. So to like be pregnant and then like immediately be like oh gosh I'm gonna have a miscarriage. What happens if I have a miscarriage? Like oh I am I bleeding? Oh I should go to the bathroom and check. That was like you know a, a worry and a fear that like I wasn't anticipating
0: i mean in the beginning you were having and
1: then well and then i and then i did start bleeding right and then i had bleeding for several weeks like more than five weeks and like not spotting like actual bleeding
0: capital b
1: bleeding (laughs) yeah and you know past clots and like yeah like stuff that probably was confirming to my subconscious that like well you are having a miscarriage and like this baby isn't going to isn't sustainable and like all of those things. And then we got through the bleeding and you know we had ultrasounds and I could see the baby and I could see that they had a heartbeat and you know all of that stuff. And I was the crazy pregnant lady that bought a Doppler and I know there's, like, a lot of... <laughs> a lot of people have strong feelings about Dopplers, and especially people who have experienced loss tend to have very strong feelings about home Dopplers. I bought one.
0: Wait, what are the feelings? Can you explain that? Because uh, I actually don't know what you're Okay, so,
1: to. I mean, first of all, a lot of people have feelings about it that, like, oh, you shouldn't be using them at home. It's, like, a medical device, and, like, even medical professionals struggle to find heartbeats with the Doppler and yeah okay I agree with that and then in the like loss community a lot of people feel that if you have a Doppler you're giving yourself like false reassurance if you can pick up a heartbeat because there are other markers that you should be paying attention to that would indicate your child is in distress versus just relying on the I can find a heartbeat everything's fine.
0: Right. Wait, we bought that Doppler?
1: Yes. What? Well, I bought it. Are you kidding? No.
0: You didn't get it for free? No. Oh, man. <clears throat>
1: um, so, you know, I bought a Doppler and started trying to find a heartbeat probably around 11 or 12 weeks. Couldn't. And finally at like 14 weeks, gave up. I like haven't used it since I was 14 weeks pregnant.
0: Can we return it?
1: Uh, to Amazon? I don't
0: know. Ooh, maybe.
1: Um. So, you know, I also went into this pregnancy thinking, I'm going to have a Doppler and I'm going to check the heartbeat and, like, that will give me reassurance. Well, then, like, nope, that didn't work. <laughs> uh. And now, and then, you know, you spend the, like, there's, like, this middle portion of pregnancy kind of from... The time I stopped bleeding, so like around 14 weeks, 12, 14 weeks, until you start feeling baby movement that you're just kind of like, well, I'm pregnant and I look pregnant, but I don't know what's happening in there. (laughs) And that also corresponded with like probably the longest stretch I've had between ultrasounds, so from 15 weeks to 20 weeks, I didn't have an ultrasound. And that was like the longest stretch of time I went, I've went, i gone this pregnancy without an ultrasound. And so I just spent a lot of time being like, well, is, it, is the baby still... I mean, the baby's still there, but is the baby still alive? I don't know. There's no way I can know. And, you know, you just like cycle through your thoughts and you try to pull yourself out of the spiral a little bit. And now that I feel movement I also thought going into this like oh as soon as I feel the baby move that's gonna help because like well the baby's moving and that's gonna help minimize anxiety and again I have been proven wrong by myself um nope because you feel the baby move and then you're like oh has it been a while since she's moved huh that's weird okay or what often happens is I wake up in the morning and don't feel her move right away and then you know just have like a jolt of panic and anxiety first thing in the morning which is a great way to wake up and start your day it's because
0: she's sleeping <laughs> she's sleeping in
1: yeah probably so you know I eat a lot of sugary treats
0: oh my god yeah Leah bought a bag of like sour candy
1: yeah I did
0: because she discovered at Halloween that eating sour Skittles makes the baby go nuts in there. Yep. And if it's Leah's child, it's because she's like excited about the candy. And if it's my child, she's like writhing in pain. Can't, not sure which yet, but. Who knows anyway so leah bought a big thing of sour candy which is great
1: and so now whenever i feel like a little like oh i haven't really felt her move that much i just like eat a candy and like lie really still and then i like and then she moves and i'm like oh okay thanks <laughs> so this kid is gonna come out like probably addicted to sugar bad
0: <laughs> that's not good
1: oops i did not do this with eliza this was like not a thing i ever did like let's eat candy and make the baby move no but
0: i want to say that uh she is so far a big overachiever in terms of moving around and being able to be felt that is
1: literally the words my ob used
0: i think right after we recorded the last episode yeah uh that night i felt her. we
1: were yeah we were lying down and i was like oh she's really moving here like put your hand on my stomach you like you might be able to feel her and she like i don't know it felt like a big like kick or punch or something it was like a big like whoop and you were like oh yeah
0: which is wild because she was just or was that on sunday she was either one day under 20 weeks or or exactly exactly 20 weeks which is, like, more than two weeks ahead of when I first felt Eliza move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, my my OB was, like, A, surprise that I could already feel her move, and even more surprised that Mike felt her move already.
0: Yeah. So I was like, what is this a symptom of? <laughs> what horrible disease does she have? Does she have the moving disease? Is she too powerful? <laughs> what is wrong? Obviously, something's wrong. But yeah. This is just beginning a night a lifelong competition between her and Eliza. Yeah. Where they'll always be compared against each other and stacked up. One will win, one will lose. For I everything. mean,
1: see, unfortunately, Eliza's already gonna win the like sleeping through the night competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, squid. Like your older sister just beat you on that one. <laughs>
0: Um uh, we'll see who gets their driver's license first.
1: Right? I mean, hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if dead baby jokes make you uncomfortable. <laughs> it's...
0: No. This is our podcast, and this is how we deal with our <laughs> right. tragedy and trauma. We're allowed to. Okay. No apologies.
1: Oh, yeah. There was, like, a few other things. This week, I took all of Eliza's things that have been stored and living in the nursery mm. and I got them into boxes and frames, her scrapbook page we got a frame for her uh, hand and feet cast. we got a box for.
0: Yeah, that was the most important one because those were just in the dresser drawer wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah and <laughs> Mike is like I'm terrified. So terrified of yeah. those things coming to harm
1: yes (laughs) so they've all been like you know carefully packaged away and I now feel like the nursery can be squid's room um I didn't want things in there that like were specifically Eliza's because I wanted squid to feel like this was her room and her space and that she didn't have her like big sister's stuff just like in there because we didn't know where else to put it. Mm.
0: Just don't tell her that literally everything that she will have is probably going to already have been her big sister's at some point. But
1: I think that's different. Like that's hand me downs. Lots of kids get hand me downs.
0: Right. You just mean like the scrapbook page. Like I mean, that like Eliza's Eliza like on. actual
1: like things that are hers. You yeah. know. Like I didn't want. Squid to be like oh yeah and there's my older sister's hands and footprints and that like you know I wanted her to be like no this is my space I don't know it's probably like a little weird psychological yeah
0: it'll probably be a little while before she is having those kinds of thoughts but yeah I understand what you mean
1: or for her to like one day look back and be like oh mom and dad just stored all of Eliza's stuff in my room too like I don't know a little weird i
0: don't know i mean for us i think it makes sense what we've done but i could also see the opposite being true having all of your kids stuff in what was their room kind of thing yeah and i just getting to share that with the other child but yeah no i think what wasn't we did what, what works for us yeah
1: well um, what
0: you did to be honest i was at work and you just did it one day
1: yeah i think that's mostly it i mean i have some like thoughts about giving birth but maybe we'll save those (laughs) till
0: we'll get to that
1: a little bit closer yes i'm already planning my birth i mean a lot of it already is planned a lot of it doesn't like can't really change i will be having a c-section but there are some like other things that i've already started planning to like make this the best experience it can be
0: sure i do that every day
1: you plan out my birth every day
0: no, I make every day the best experience it can be. <laughs>
1: oh, you're getting so.
0: Just kidding, I don't. <laughs> every day is the same and it's bad.
1: <laughs> all right, great.
0: So thanks for listening to the podcast. It's a bit of a. Things we've learned. It's a bit o- of a journey. are two good TV shows. People can watch them.
1: <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our like thought journey.
0: <laughs> this is all a thought journey. <laughs>
1: And All I just feel is. sometimes we come to the podcast with the journey a little more planned out. And sometimes we come to the podcast and, like, no, 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 no. we
0: had it very planned just out.
1: Take them on a journey that we didn't know we were going on.
0: We knew we were going on this journey, we knew exactly what we were going to talk about. Plus, also, we talked about <laughs> TV for 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Which is great. Everybody loved it. Everybody gave it a five-star rating on iTunes. <laughs> Everybody commented, liked, and subscribed, and shared with their friends.
1: I will have to say I've gotten like a few comments on Instagram over the last few weeks, which yeah. have been really nice.
0: And Leah always like tells me about them and shows them to me, and it's they're always very nice. Yeah. So thank you.
1: We like the comments. We like hearing what your thoughts were about the episode. Share them with us. If you have ideas of other things you want us to talk about, Mm. let us know.
0: If you want to get into the Great British Bake Off, don't start with season one.
1: Do not. It's really bad. Or
0: I would say don't even start with season two. If you want to watch like old ones, start like maybe season three or something.
1: Was that Nadia's season? Season three? Maybe. That's a good one.
0: Maybe, like, if you want to watch the old ones, start season three. If you want to just, like, watch the newer ones with the more current cast of folks, they're season seven? Seven, eight, seven. nine? Yeah, start season seven. Those are the ones that we just watched, and they're very good. Yeah. Or wait, or is it eight, nine, ten?
1: No, we watched three. Isn't ten yeah. the current one that's, like, currently happening?
0: No. Because oh. the, they brought back the Baker's Dozen for the 10th oh, season. Oh,
1: that's right. So okay, it so must be 8, 9, eight, nine ten. 10.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Great show. Good vibes all around. I cried watching like <coughs> so many of those episodes. And I, it may have been because I was in withdrawal from my brain medicine at the time. But I have also been crying at unexpected things since then so i don't know it's <laughs> just so beautiful how they they care for each other so much on bake off
1: there was just like more than one occasion that the episode would end and i would look over and mike would just be like wiping his eyes and i'm like <laughs> what is wrong with you and he's like, I really liked that person. So sad to see them go. I'm like, oh my god. It wasn't This was four years ago. You are crying over a person who got kicked off a baking show four years ago.
0: Okay, it's not that like I'm sad that they're gone. I I mean I might be sad that they're gone. But it's more just like everybody's showing emotion when they when a baker has to leave the tent. Like the the ho- like sandy when she's announcing like sorry this week we have to say goodbye to whoever and like she's crying and then the other contestants are crying and then i'm crying they all like each other and so much I... and they're all so good to each other it's just beautiful
1: and i am not crying you know they say that like pregnant women more emotional more likely to cry no absolutely not i'm just sitting there like all right it's time for them to go. Cool.
0: This week's episode of 99% Invisible, which is a real podcast. They were talking about um, the airline safety cards that go in the back seat. Of when you're on an airplane, you're supposed to look at it with the pictures of like where the exits are. And in the story they were talking about um, they were talking about how there's like this famous instance of And this couple, like, escaping a plane that had crashed, like, jumping out on its slide, and they're both holding their cards. And (laughs) they were saying, and they were, like, interviewed later saying, like, yeah, the cards really saved our lives and helped us get out of there. And I was just driving to work, listening to this, like, trying not to crash my car because I was crying. It was so beautiful that the safety cards (laughs) saved their lives. Oh, my God.
1: So, in case you needed another... Example of how Mike and I are very different and handle our feelings very differently. This would be a prime example. <laughs> <Then> <laughs> these things make him emotional and I'm like, oh, that's a cool story. Okay.
0: That was a cool story.
1: <laughs> now, give me a story about a dog dying and I will cry.
0: Give me a story about a dog dying and I'll be like, good! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like dogs. <laughs> Okay, go say hi to us on stupid Instagram at babyquestpod and that's it. I love you. Bye.